All right, well, since we're already 18 minutes in and we've just been vamping, do you want to get cracking here? Let's get crapping. <laughs> uh, uh, oh my God. Sorry, that was terrible. Recorded in our Nerdhaven studios, this is Pop Medieval, with your hosts, Dr. Richard Scott Noakes and Nina McIntyre, discussing the intersection of medieval literature and pop culture on a semi weekly basis. And now, back to your podcast. What, Doc? What, Nina? All right, let's talk some shit. <laughs> Told you I was going to do it. <laughs> okay. We've been wanting to do this topic for a long time, haven't we? I think, I really think in the first season we talked about doing mm -hmm. what I've been calling the poop episode all along. And it's yeah. one of these, every so often we'll talk about an episode and we'll think, how have we not yet gotten around to this? And sometimes it's, how did we never think of this? And this is one yeah. I think we thought of very early on. We just never did it. Right. And surprisingly, there's a lot of subject matter on medieval excrement, isn't there? Yeah. Well, there's been a lot of research done. It, it's it's not the hot topic at the moment. Thank but... God. <laughs> we really don't need a, a like a, a sub genre or a sub subject of uh, medieval poop but well still interesting there was about a decade ago waste was a big thing academically mm -hmm. and in part it was a kind of movement over into the other kinds of humanities from things like anthropology and archaeology where you said movement <laughs> sorry there's gonna be so many poop jokes Yes, there's there gonna be movement. so many poop and i i'm gonna make so many beavis and butthead like chuckles here but i'm sorry please go ahead uh folks you are if you wonder if this is going to go off the rails it didn't start on the rails all right it so did not. anthropologists and archaeologists love to find like a uh, uh besides cemeteries where you find waste of people uh human beings they like to find like uh landfills because you can find all sorts mm -hmm. of things there well as people got more and more interested in daily culture of average people, then waste and latrines, if you could get the location of a latrine, then you could get all sorts of interesting information about what do people eat in, in their diet. You know, that kind of thing out of the... <laughs> I, I'm trying to... I'm both simultaneously trying to think of a pun and also trying not to do a pun at the same time. As I'm speaking, I'm trying not... Not to accidentally put on this, but out of the latrines anyway. So it was a big deal and uh, it just sort of, I mean, it still obviously exists for anthropology and, and archaeology and such. Uh, it, it burst onto the scenes. Uh, a, it just exploded it at just, both ends. It just exploded. Yes, it, it burst onto the scenes for lit folks. I, I'm going to guess about a decade ago where people get very interested in this and the topic of poop from the middle ages mm -hmm. if you can get a bunch of information from dinosaur poop which i have a dinosaur coprolite on my shelf downstairs then you can get just as much information from human excrement i would assume you assume correctly and it's interesting you should mm -hmm. mention coprolite because mm -hmm. there is a very famous coprolite that is called the lloyd's bank coprolite and it's in the Jorvik Viking Center in, uh, mm -hmm. uh, in in York. Okay, so here's the problem. The problem is, since this thing has never been up for sale, I, I cannot tell you how accurate this is, but I have seen mm -hmm. some uh, statements that this is the most valuable human poop 
that we have in the world today. How does one value poop? That's why I, I want to take that with a great, a great big grain of salt. Uh, I know it's called the Lloyd's Bank Copperlite, but I'm just going to call it the, the heroic Viking poop. Okay. This big old Viking turd. So if you're, if you're a Brit and you're listening to this, this might sound less strange to you, but to Americans, it's very odd that every time you want to build a parking lot in England, Suddenly you find mm. some crazy archaeological dig. And that was the like case Richard here. Like Richard V. Right, there you go, like Richard V. And so in this case, mm-hmm. they they were building uh, just a, a Lloyd's Bank branch somewhere. Just a branch bank. And they found this thing there. And it it is a huge Viking turd from, uh, you know, it's a huge Viking turd. It's like, I don't know, like 1100 years old. And when I say it's huge... It's about, it's, it's over eight inches long. Good God. And it's probably an inch and a half wide, basically, um, oh my God. For, for the Americans. This is an epic, heroic Viking turd. And in fact, like all coprolites, it has shrunk over time. So some years back, I spoke with a, uh, you know, because all the moisture has gone out of it. This is kind of a fossilized turd. <laughs> And so yeah. I have a friend who is an expert in solid waste management and engineer Mike's making fun of my quote unquote friend. Yes. Uh, he's an expert <laughs> in solid waste management. And I asked him how much shrinkage there would be when it lost its liquid. You know, how big was this thing originally? And according to this guy who likes to be called the poop smith, uh, after the Homestar Runner character. Those of you who are old enough and uh, oh, online enough will remember yes. the Poopsmith from Homestar Runner. The Poopsmith... So us, basically. Yes. The po- <laughs> yes. The Poopsmith said it would be at least 10% shrinkage, but it's not. It's really not possible to know how much because without knowing exactly, you know, you have more solid poops and more liquidy poops, as, as you are yes. well aware. Uh, mine, of course, <laughs> come out in little you? rabbit pellets. <laughs> I, I am a woman. I don't poop. How dare yes. you? <laughs> exactly. And uh, so it, I mean, it is just a huge, I mean, it's, I mean, when you think about the size of this thing, this is a really, really huge poop. So whichever, whoever the Viking was, whether it was a male Viking or a female Viking, Though we've already established that females don't, that women don't poop, right? Yes. Yeah, this was a prodigious, heroic turd. This is something to be proud of. This is something, like, if if I were this Viking, and, and could you imagine the thought process that went behind this Viking? Like, he woke up, did his morning constitutional, turned around and said, wow, I wonder what's going to happen to this poop eight, nine hundred years later. I mean, maybe he didn't think that second part, but... (laughs) Well, the poop actually... Here's how I discovered the poop. I didn't discover the poop. Like, they discovered it, I don't know, when I was like two years old or something. They discovered it back in those days. and But, of course, uh, what they used to do was they would let children play with this Viking poop. And so I first became aware of this thing Oh, my God. Yeah, in 2003, I guess. When some mm-hmm. uh, school children were there and one of them accidentally dropped 
the most valuable turd in the world. And I believe it broke into three parts. Anyway, it broke. Uh, and I don't think they let anyone. And they, they had to reconstruct it. So, oh, so just no. to be clear, in case, it, in case no one understands this, somewhere out there, there's an archaeologist who went to work one day and spent the rest of his day literally reconstructing a millennium old turd. Oh, no. And this is why you can't let kids handle your crap. Yes. So, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, this Viking somehow strained mightily to get this humongous thing out just to have some kid come along and bust it in the three. That's It was just oh. that's embarrassing. Jesus wept. This is just awful. <laughs> yeah, so that is the story of what I believe to be the most valuable poop uh, ever taken. But it's not the most disastrous thing to happen to crap, though. No, it? no, it isn't. Not, and not by a long shot. Not by far. So tell me about the Erfurt latrine disaster, is it pronounced? Yes, the Erfurt latrine disaster. This happened in the 12th okay. century in 1184. All right, so this wow. is... Now, we've just been talking about children handling a thousand-year-old poop. This might be the most horrifying story I've ever heard about poop. And so if you guys who are listening to this, I'm not trying to drive off listeners, but if you're listening to this <laughs> and you found that one hard to take and you're like, I don't think I can listen. Skip ahead to the recommendations at this point because you don't want to hear oh. this. But if you're an adventurous soul, if you're the kind of person who would produce such a prodigious turd as that, you might enjoy this next one. So in 1184, King Henry VI of Germany had this gathering. It's a kind of informal gathering in Petersburg Cathedral. Mm. And this is before you've got fire marshals telling you you can't have too many people in a space. Uh, You don't have the same kind of building inspectors. And Mm -hmm. there's a wooden floor. And because of the number of people, and by the way, to be clear, this is almost all like high-ranking churchmen and high-ranking nobility. I mean, the king is there and the archbishop is there. And so there yeah. are a ton of people, a crap ton of people. <laughs> there are a crap oh, ton of people. no. Yes, there are a crap ton of people who are standing on this wooden floor and the floor gave way and collapsed. And the problem is that down in the basement, there was a mm-hmm. humongous latrine, a giant latrine. Oh, no. And now there was nothing between this giant latrine and all the people who were on top. And we don't know how many total people fell into it, but 60 people died. Now, (gasps) some might have been died from the fall, but that actually seems unlikely. Mm -hmm. Some might have been crushed by debris, which is possible, or suffocated from the fumes, but most of them probably drowned. That is a horrible horrible way to die yes in the, so in 1184 60 plus we think is the number you know nobility yeah. drowned in a giant latrine of human feces now the reason this isn't a bigger event in history is the king and the archbishop were both among the survivors they managed mm-hmm. to as it it's not clear how much warning people had that this thing was, was collapsing, but they managed to hang on to these iron rails 
until they could be yeah. rescued. So the king and the archbishop survived, thus not creating a, a an immediate, you know, I guess civil problem where you have to change your king or a problem for the church. But you lose sixty nobility in a single day. That's a big. That's a big deal. And uh, in this case, they lost them in the most horrifying way by drowning in a giant latrine of human feces. And thus, German Shiza kinks were born that day. Oh, no, 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 mm-hmm. no. Uh, you knew it was coming. That's less of a feel-good story than the prodigious Viking poop. And we don't know whether, whether the latrine was full of parasites and whatnot, but uh, it was full of dead people by the end of the day. I would assume that, yeah, back in 1184, that uh, this latrine would have been full of all sorts of viruses and parasites and everything that uh, we do not have today. I mean, you know, you go down to our sewer system and it, it's it's not going to be good for you, but they did not have the cleansing systems that, that we have in place for our waste disposal management system having talked to the poop smith many many times about Mm -hmm. this issue he has assured me there are still today most of us exist on two ends of the waste system the one that immediately Mm -hmm. whisks it away from us and the one that brings it back to us clean but there are all sorts Mm -hmm. of places in the middle that you do not want to get involved with that i agree i i very much agree and i am very happy that uh, when i'm done with my business i no longer have to think about where it goes and that's that's the beauty of having a good waste management system in this day and age. You know, I think they were not worried about where their waste was going at that time. Not not either. at that not yeah. until they fell in it. Yes. <laughs> so for all I know, you know, I actually, fortunately, I, I will say I had some uh, water issues, not particularly connected to waste, uh, with my house. So mm-hmm. I do know where my waste exits, and I'm glad to say. Mm-hmm. That in the unlikely event that the foundation of my my home were to suddenly crumble and mm-hmm. somehow I were to hit the pipe is not big enough for me to drown in. So but I will say if it did burst, I would probably long for death. Oh, yeah, that is true. If you grew up in a house with a septic tank, you probably have the same sort of um, vitriol toward septic tanks and sewer system or, or, or <laughs> toward waste management systems like that. Yeah. I grew up in a house with a septic tank and, and uh, I, you know, it took a long time for us to fill that septic tank. So today they're better today. They're better. I know that you have to uh, treat them once every couple of years with like uh, certain flushable systems. Okay, Nina. So speaking of latrines, let's get on to mm-hmm. our recommendations. And I feel like you have got something to say about this topic. I do. I have a really good one. And it is from our good friends at Medievalist.net. This is an article called How to Go to the Toilet Medieval Style. And it is a summary of how humans addressed the call of nature back when. It addresses all sorts of waste disposal techniques from the whole chamber pots outside the window every morning. If you remember, if you have the visualization of the house frows picking up a pot of, well, pretty much liquid poop and just hurling it out the window, that is definitely a thing. So it's got from that to just letting it all tumble out into the Thames, the River Thames in England, if uh, you know what I mean. There's also a section about public restrooms. They're called, and I think this is the pronunciation, uh, Seg Houses, S-E-G-E. Is that in Old English or? I think that's in Old English, yeah. Um, 
And they were first made available in 1301 as part of English life because oh. urinating and defecating in public was illegal. So that would be Middle English by that time. Okay, that's yeah. Middle English. Okay. Um, there's some really good pictures illustrating the article. One is a picture of a row of toilet drains at uh, Porchester Castle. Mm -hmm. um, and it looks just like a series of holes in a brick wall. And it's horrifying. I'm look, I'm worried looking at this picture uh, about what would come rushing out of these drains 800 years ago. It, it's horrifying. <laughs> the other picture is a clipping of Peter Bruegel, the elders, uh, the Dutch Proverbs. And it's just a naked butt hanging out of a medieval toilet. And if you remember, Peter Bruegel, the elder, was a painter who painted the fall of Icarus, which is the cover of my book, Icarus, by the way. Also recommendation there. So. Book Icarus. Oh, there you go. It's yeah. a stealth recommendation. Yeah, you know, one thing about, I mean, you talked about the laws, and this is something that's hard to, mm -hmm. to really get our hands on, pardon the image, is, <laughs> you know, we know that people did sometimes defecate in public, and they did throw their chamber pots out in the street. But the main reason we know this is because there are laws against it. And so it's mm -hmm. hard to tell if there were laws against it because like jaywalking, it was done constantly or laws mm -hmm. against it because it wasn't, you know, it was, it was a real taboo, but there was always some jerk who lived up the street from you who you'd walk past their house and you'd be like, I think so-and-so is doing this and, and there'd be a law. So it's hard to say how widespread it was. But it was widespread enough that they had widespread laws to say, stop throwing your poop in the streets. Mm -hmm. People have always been against poop in the streets. I, yeah. And I mean, that's the same as today. Please don't poop in the streets. It's unsanitary. It is rude. And you will slip. That is true. A year ago, I was in a very famous poop-filled American city, which I will not name, lest the Chamber of Commerce come after me. And I told people I didn't see that much <laughs> poop on the day. I was there one day. And I said, I didn't see mm -hmm. that much human poop on the streets. They, and I said, I only saw it twice. And somebody said, mm -hmm. how many times a day do you see human poop on the streets? Most of the time, I had to admit, okay, I guess twice is a lot. That's true. And that's why it's hard to tell, like, how, how widespread was this throwing your poop out in the public? But I also have a recommendation from Medievalist.net. Uh, it has nothing to do with poop. I don't think there was an episode about poop, uh, but <laughs> they have run a podcast for a while now called the Medieval Grad Podcast. And it's a wonderful podcast where the host interviews different advanced graduate students in medieval studies about their mm -hmm. research. And it's interesting because it's really a way of seeing what's coming. What are what is the next generation interested in? What are they what are they looking at? A lot of really fascinating stuff on there. The host, I think, because of her success, she's moving on to other things. But the Medieval Grad Podcast has ended, so I would recommend if you want to go through and listen to all those episodes. There are just so many fascinating episodes, uh, and we'll have a link there in the show notes uh, to both the Medieval Grad Podcast and, of course, the Medievalist.net article that you've referred to. Absolutely. Yes. And maybe one of those grads was in fact interested in archaeology and will be on the field or in a parking lot somewhere in the north of England and will find another coprolite. They have had archaeologists there, but I like to imagine that while out in the field in a dig somewhere, they just won't be able to get to the toilet and they will have to, you know, that... quietly away from someone just poop out there near the dig and then cover it up so no one sees it's there. And then a thousand years from now, someone finds their poop and they become an mm -hmm. artifact that future robo-children 
can handle and mm-hmm. break in honor of the past. That's a very good assumption. Okay, well, anything else for the good of cause, Nina? I have a question for you related to that observation, Doc. Have you ever left anything behind and that is a euphemism, that could be attributed later on in life to future archaeologists as being something of historical importance. Yes, I have been Ah. out primitive camping in the Boundary Waters uh, on Mm -hmm. several occasions, and we didn't dig our own holes there. There were some pre-dug ones, and in fact, pre-dug ones where people were nice enough to put a little fiberglass seat on it out of the middle of the woods. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're out for a week at a time, you gotta go. Yeah. You know, someone someday could come along and find one of my just really prodigious turds, <laughs> and maybe <laughs> mine will become the most famous poop in human history, which is what I'm hoping for, really. There you go. That sounds that sounds promising. I'm hoping for that. I'm hoping mm-hmm. for that because I, I right now I'm it's really shameful the way I use a toilet and then I flush it and it goes away and is ruined instead of <laughs> Indiana Jones style this belongs in the museum. <laughs> I mean unless there's golden nuggets in your crap doc. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I'll change my diet. There you go. You need to eat more uh, fiber. Yes. A lot more fiber. <laughs> Okay, well, on that wonderful note, West Through Hall, Nina. This is a disgusting podcast, but West Through Hall, Doc. Pop Medieval was recorded in our Nerdhaven studio. Your hosts are Dr. Richard Scott Noakes and Nina McNamara. Our audio engineer is Engineer Mike. Our music is courtesy of Dr. John Jimmer. For more information, visit our website at profawesome.com slash popmedieval. Or visit our Discord channel using the invite link in the description of this episode. Thank you for listening. I already forgot who's swatting whom. (laughs) I I fought you. You fought me. We get fought. Stop. You're you're killing the (laughs) podcast. It'll (laughs) never.